welcome back to It Was Murder Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the virgin voyager, Joe Garber. <laughs> I'm always going to laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> the virgin voyager. Tonight, we followed Timothy Dalton from Charlie's Angels all the way to merry old England and Miss Marple. Dingland. Dingland. <laughs> merry old England. I didn't even remember who we followed. It was Timothy Dalton. <laughs> and uh, we followed him to 2006 episode of Marple, Agatha Christie's Marple, The Sitiford Mysteries, season two, episode four. Is it just called Marple? It's called Agatha Christie's Marple. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, this was my first episode of Marple. Mine too. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right after the Minute Maxes that is might bum you out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, so yeah. <sighs> okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So setting the tone there. All right. Spoiler alert, so, Ellen. We do. We have to tell you what happened in this, in this episode oh, no. of television in one minute or less. <laughs> Physically impossible. <laughs> and I do believe so I begin. Hard. So I'm going to begin. Okay. Oh, so oh my God. Are you guys ready for this? Are you are you prepared for what I'm no. about to unleash upon the public? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my goodness. All right. All right. I think I'm ready. Joe, are you ready for Eric to um, describe this thing in a minute? <laughs> I'm ready for him to do it, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Me Agatha too. Christie's Marple presents the Sitiford Mystery. <laughs> All right. Uh, we start in Egypt for no reason. Then we end up with a former <laughs> Olympic skier who just might be prime minister. And it's Timothy Dalton uh, because of... Uh, uh, the prime minister is very ill and might die. Uh, Churchill, actually. Anyway, he's going to his. He's going to some house in England, and he's on a train with Miss Marple and his adopted son, uh, who's weirdly gay. And uh, they end up in a snowstorm and staying at an inn where they have a séance with like ten of the most awful people on earth, which seems to be Agatha Christie's thing. The séance <laughs> says death, and uh, Timothy Dalton goes, "Yeah, it's me." And then he dies. He gets, he gets stabbed <laughs> and dies. Um, and then Miss Marple, who's barely in this, just says, "Oh yeah, you did it, Mister." And uh, that's kind of all I can say about it. Because <laughs> I oh run out of time. Oh my god! <laughs> Seems about right. So what happened? Fuck. Jesus, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, am I am I up next? Yes, you are. I, don't, I still don't know the order. <laughs> Agatha Christie's Marple, <laughs> Sitiford Mystery, and Agatha Christie Mystery. <laughs> so what the title says? Based that's on the novel the, by Agatha Christie. That's the entire title, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. It's a very wishbony Egypt, and they're go entering a tomb, and they find a scorpion, and then they get blown up, and then they run away, and they're going to a t uh, mansion in England, but also just a little hotel, motel in England that's like a little pub. Uh, everyone's gathering there, a bunch of people who know each other for various reasons. They all have uh, motives to kill Timothy Dalton. He has very shifty eyes, and he gets stabbed in the chest, but he has a smile on his face. <laughs> and it turns out that... Uh, 
someone he was going to get married. He was married the day, and they were going to go on their honeymoon to a place that doesn't have extradition the next day. <laughs> uh, and like all these people seem very suspicious, and they're at a mansion and at this <laughs> motel for some reason. And what happens? It turns out that it's his son who. He had a, a pregnant wife in Egypt that he just abandoned there, and she like was ra- he raised the son on the streets of Cairo, but he doesn't have any sort of accent at all. He's just English, <laughs> and then he killed the dad because he was so mad at him for abandoning the mom. Well done. <sighs> I got like tw- like maybe four percent of that. Story. I mean, I got the first five minutes in my. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, I'm not so really hard. per usual. I'm not gonna try very hard. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Um, it is the show with the same name as the one that Joe and Eric just <laughs> mentioned. And here we go. So Timothy Dalton is uh, looting the pyramids uh, because that's something that British people love to do. And so they're doing it. That seems pretty normal, but a complete disconnect. But there's a gold scorpion. We see that later. So then we cut back to it. And of course, because he's a grave robber, he is also um, considered as a very... Uh, great uh possible candidate for the conservative uh <laughs> party's a prime minister so um there's a terrible snowstorm and everybody goes to Sidiford, which is that that same dude mr trevelyan's house there is a seance and um there's a bunch of drunk young people that are really like act real sexy towards each other even though it's 1931 and then uh trevelyan gets stabbed and then a bunch of gross stuff comes out about like how he's married to the youngest person at the weird pub. And then there's a cook and there's an escaped convict and there's snow, 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 snow. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, check this out. And I'm, <laughs> I fully think that the two of you and Margaret, of our home office Mm -hmm. should all three of you be a little pissed off at me about this episode of television because uh today margaret was talking to me about how she had uh started watching um some television adaptation of uh, agatha christie and how they seem to think that adapting it meant that you didn't have to have it have anything to do with anything. Yeah. And um, it didn't make any sense to her in a way that was kind of infuriating. And I'm just like looking at her and I'm like, oh, I'll have to check that out. I don't know why I did that, <laughs> by the way. Um, but I just completely was like all poker face and like, oh, that sounds horrible. I might have to hate watch that knowing full well that that is what this episode is. And so what's funny oh, wow. when you say that Miss Marple's barely in it is because she's actually not even in the book. Mm-hmm. What? That makes sense. I, I read, so of course, what? after watching it, I read all the IMDb garbage and every review on IMDb was like, they just decided to throw the book away. Like, this is not an adaptation. This is <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. So they just insert, and I mean- how many seasons of this are there? There's like, there's like a Marvel. There's something like five or six or maybe yeah. more. Shit, that so, was that was what was blowing my mind. Is this was so dense? Are they all? Have you seen other episodes of Marple? Yes, and they're not all. They're not all like take every liberty in the world. I mean, this okay. one is. I mean, there's there's some that are. Yeah, I don't I don't know why they did that. 
but I enjoy them as they are. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of why I'm just like nodding at Margaret, like, yes, yes, yes. Right. But because like, I like them <laughs> as, as just overly like melodramatic and intense, uh, Christie-esque episodes. But this one's particularly weird because they shoehorn Miss Marple into, yeah. um, this episode and the same oh my God. series actually, or, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to have Miss Marple in it. Like they could have just done a straight adaptation of it. And it is one of her books that I super, super love because it has a snowbound situation. It has yeah. the séance thing. It has a lot oh of God. Uh, spooky reference points. But this episode of television, I can't explain it. Like it is a car wreck, but I sort of love it. Well, it's just like everything I mean, just looks so gorgeous, and there's. So much fake snow, and it is yeah. amazing. The fake moon. Um, it the came fake together, moon. though. The <laughs> surprising part to me was that it all came to, together in the end. You know, every sort of every character had a somewhat of a point to be there, and some kind of thread in the storyline of this murder. And it was just like, right. it's but, just simply not that book. It's okay, just not it's completely different. It's not you know so, Murder and Moore or Mister Stitterford, whichever title you prefer. Every episode of this TV show, Marple, is based off an entire novel that Agatha Christie wrote. How many novels did Agatha? Christie I have to write? assume that some of them are short stories. Okay, there are twenty three episodes of this particular version of Agatha Christie's Marple. There is an entirely other series. Called Miss Marple. Okay. With uh, what's her name? Joan. Um, Joan something. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's Another so uh, many, who, many Miss Marples. Who I do believe is like the favorite <laughs> of the Miss Marples is the the '80s one. I just couldn't believe that this. Yeah. As we started watching this, I could not believe this was one episode of Joan TV, Hickson. That this wasn't. This was. This is an entire season worth of television now. Of just content and character development <laughs> and threads woven plot points, we but, were rocketing back and forth between things happening in this episode. It was wild. Although they are doing a dirty misdeed against Agatha Christie with this episode, and as Margaret pointed out to me, many of the other ones, like it's <laughs> it's a very weird, super flashy, hyper sexy, like. Mm-hmm. Lots like so much red lipstick, so much booze. Everyone is super sexy in mm. this particular. Um, cl- I'll call it a clump of Marple <laughs> adaptations. Clump. It's a real flashy, sexy, like jump cutty clump. Oh of my stuff. god! Um, it is two thousand six in a way that many things can't be. <laughs> yeah, it is potently two thousand six, but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I love it. But it it um I'll say in their defense and I'm not going to say very many things in their defense is that they pour so many other hilarious um classic mystery things into this super not mystery at Sidford <laughs> episode where it's like and then I like I'm in Egypt and then I have the sun the, there's always somebody that comes who's super mad at you for something shitty you did Mm -hmm. um, while you were over colonizing Mm -hmm. and then they come and kill you. And it's like, yeah, they should come and kill you. Yeah. um, Cause you came over here and you did something bad. Like that's one of my favorites, but then also just like the totally uh, wasteoid uh, spoiled brat 
Ward, like the sexy maybe heiress or whatever. But actually in the book, they do it a little bit in the show that um, what's his face? The names are so similar. I don't remember any Charles of Enderby and the young woman and Emily. Yes. Emily actually solves the mystery in the book. Oh, oh. that would is be so much a... more satisfying. Emily is this is the sleuth in the book. The fiance, and the sexy Enderby helps fiance. her. Yeah, Jim's fiance. <laughs> who is just this like very suspicious feeling like her shifty behavior the entire movie is like making you believe that she did it she's, she like, well she, she's just <laughs> horny as fuck yeah. like like she is engaged to weird. this <laughs> i mean i get it because her fiance is super duper gay yeah and yeah. and a drunk and probably can't get it up the way uh, so that when charles shows up all flashy and the journalist. Yeah, the journalist. Under the guise of being a journalist. Comes into her apartment while she's in the shower or a bath with a towel wrapped around her. The way she screams at him is like a weird challenge. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. She's she's like, <laughs> ah, but looking angrily into his face the entire time that also, she's screaming. Don't forget when she's like helping him button his shirt or oh, something yeah. and she just kneels down yeah. into blowjob position. Oh my god. Like what this was hornier than I thought it was gonna yeah. be. Like this yeah. was extra horny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Why? Why so horny? <laughs> I get I get the the misdirection of 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 it all. Yeah, because like, you make want her, her to make it to seem, seem like she's the, like the murderer and she's yeah. hooking up with her cousin this journalist but they're pretending they're to be pretending because cousin. he's a journalist trying to get a scoop so he so he claims right even so though these... he is in fact the son of timothy right. dalton he's the real the biological son, son yes who he mm-hmm. had this white wife in egypt that yes he, who, he was married to carrie mulligan <laughs> in egypt <sighs> And uh, who had the same <laughs> the same name as Carrie Mulligan yeah, in in Sidifer. that he abandoned <laughs> in Egypt to be to just go onto the street and and guess what <laughs> none of that is in the book okay and well, it shouldn't have been because like, none of that made been, any it sense. shouldn't have been anywhere yeah <laughs> well um, at least make her Egyptian I don't know <laughs> like that's no one I mean step no 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 that's take. like that that. I didn't have a problem with that. Like, like a bunch of British people just setting up right. shop in Egypt I and like so, fucking yeah. only right. each other yeah, makes yeah. perfect sense to me. I guess that's true. Um, the fact that she got pregnant, <laughs> this is this is where it, I get a little iffy on it. Is that she, this English woman in Egypt during the great robbery of uh, <laughs> of the right. British Museum, um, <laughs> the stalking, the stalking up. <laughs> During Black Friday, the British Black Friday, she's she's impregnated and abandoned Uh in Egypt. And I just don't believe that a British lady in Egypt during Black Friday doesn't have a a way to get home to England. That didn't to raise her child. That was not. She is just. She's literally just like thrown away onto the streets of she, Cairo. She died in the streets of Cairo. Yeah. And houseless. What, did did he like everyone, everyone's like, oh, look at that dead white lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's giving birth <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> I yeah, I, was, I don't buy I don't buy that. It was just an extra confusing yeah, plot. For the point. for the time period, 
Um, yeah, what? It doesn't make sense. And yeah, it's like I just, there wouldn't be poor you would think white that people the writers in Cairo. Would would no. dig into it a little further because most of the people that come to get you after you've wronged them or their family member or whoever, um, usually something happens to disfigure them or something, or yeah. you leave them because they are super ill and like they come and they don't have any legs or arms or anything or like <laughs> their face, like there is completely disfigured. You can't recognize them like, or, you know, like there's just always something they, they are tr transfigured either literally or they are transfigured by how much you have fucked them over. Yes. And then they have to like, smuggle themselves onto a boat or something and yeah. come to England right. to kill you. Mm -hmm. Or did they? Are you sure it's not General So-and-so? Are you sure it's not Mr. What's-His-Face? Are you mm -hmm. sure it's not the wife of Mr. What's-His-Face? No, I'm pretty sure it's that person that you did that bad shit to, and then they got their face burned off in a horrible tent fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they so, got two-faced. you know, yeah. But anyways, so... Yeah, the, it's the way that they it's kind of like that's weird. That's like just when they just take the names, of the, the name, well, the name of the book, the names of a bunch of the characters. But then they're like, you know what? Um, I really love that name, but I don't like anything else about what that character's <laughs> yeah. doing in the book. So let's do something different. Huh. Um, so it's very, very weird. So. I feel like it it has to be treated as just sort of like standalone berserk television. And I'm sorry, I was like kind of leading up to where I thought it would be an exciting and hilarious, I guess, to me thing to be like a twist or a double twist or whatever. But I'm just simply I'm still a little sleep deprived. <laughs> and so it's just not that clever. Double but, twist. This episode is insane. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is so fun. Murder at Hazelmore or Mystery at Sidiford, whatever, is is such a fun book because snowstorms and seances. Okay. Yes. What could be better than Here's that? Here's my main question for the book versus the TV show. The main number one thing I was confused about is the two locations. I did not understand. Okay. There's this In... beautiful gothic mansion yes. that we're shown the, the silhouette house. of the Sidiford mm -hmm. house which is the name mm -hmm. of the fucking it's the main house in the mm -hmm. town where Miss Marple is just set up permanently I don't even does she ever which, go to the little motel I didn't I think she was supposed to go there she doesn't I and then <laughs> she so wasn't. it's she like wasn't. the two the fiance and then the journalist going back and forth the whole movie just telling her what happened at the motel and her interpreting and solving the crime. But why are there two locations? Were there two okay. locations in the book? There's more than two locations in the book, but the main activity, instead of like in, in this episode of television, everybody ends up at, except Miss Marple, ends up at the pub, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody ends up there. Which would make sense. Um, in the snowstorm. But in the book everyone's invited to Sitterford house and they have the seance and which makes unlike, perfect sense yeah mm -hmm, and and people have their own houses in the village and i this is burned into this part is burned in my brain because i first read this book and i was looking around for the copy it's of it's a map back book do you know what those oh, are oh yeah yeah uh -uh. yeah so it's so it's i think you would love them because of their illust they're beautifully illustrated mm. books that have 
maps showing you oh i love that the thing you know like it's mm-hmm. so it's like sitterford house and then you know so-and-so's house and like so-and-so's lord of the house, rings. house like lord of the rings yeah <laughs> okay i mean we can say that <laughs> i i didn't say that but no, actually I, like that's the only thing i've looked at and loved about those books is the maps yeah i love maps oh I, yeah it's like is it moomin valley i really give me the scale mm-hmm. but yeah so map books but so everybody's kind of in the, their little houses around Sitterford House. But the other crazy thing is that in, for whatever reason, the TV show, and I guess it's just like, I just have to stop trying to ask why they did any of these things. Yeah. But the crux of the mystery in the book, don't get mad, the motive is money. Right. In the book. <laughs> okay. Boring. And which just doesn't come into play at all, really. It, it, they touch on it a little bit in terms of inheritance in the TV show, but it's not a thing. But so the motive is money in the book, but uh, Trevelyan is dead. He's not there when they have the seance. Mm. The seance element is much spookier in the book because the seance tells them that he's dead. Oh, and then they all, they all freak out. I love that. So like Um, one of the people touching the, the, Whatever that's called, the, the glass. It was a glass. What are they the called? Planchette the planchette. The planchette mm-hmm. is probably the murderer, so they mm-hmm. figure out which one it is. I love that. That's but, great. So it's like they're turning tables, right? Which is the but, know, yeah. same thing. Oh, I, I do have to say, okay. I, one, I loved the look of the seance in this. In this, so I love that. I love cool. that. Really lit, beautiful. The light table. Underlit <laughs> Ouija board. Underlit red Spirit board, which is like as big as a table, or as Miss Marple says at one point, Oeg, Oeg, Like she says, Oeg. But I, I did, I, like I, I let out a genuine laugh when Timothy Dalton leans back and goes, "It's me," and then the lights go out because it was, it was the same delivery that Shirley MacLaine gives in Sweet Charity. Oh yeah. I thought it was it was like It's me. I thought it was the same delivery as like what's his name where it was like what's nerdry or what what's his name where he's like was it me? <laughs> well, who's like, who am I thinking of? What show? I don't even know what show. Nerdry. Nerdry. What's his name? And we're back. <laughs> we're back. It's not nerdry. <laughs> I found out. We had some technical difficulties. We took a commercial break. I found out it's Urkel that I'm thinking of. And, it, and, and the catchphrase was not. <laughs> was, was it me? It me? Was it me? <laughs> What, what, what is the catchphrase? Did I do that? <laughs> Did I do that? Okay, but that's Timothy Dalton's energy when they're doing the Ouija board, and he walks up out of nowhere with his shifty eyes, and he's and they're like, "Someone's gonna be murdered." He walks up behind them and says, "It's me." And I thought then he was sitting the at the table. Wasn't he part of the seance? No, I don't think he was. Hand was on the planchette glass. Was he? I, I thought don't he. Think so. I thought they were all. He was kind of floating around in the background, and then... uh, There was a lot of confusing shit Carrie Mulligan was sort of a part of it, but then ran away in tears, and then was just back at the table, so there was some continuity issues for that whole section. Carrie Mulligan really got to play, like, three to four different character types within this hour and 40 minutes. Why? Did they ever explain why her mom was so mean to her? Then, well, well, she was trying to... I don't even know. She was shitty. I don't even know. She, she's she's a widow. Okay, she's a widow. 
a widow. She a One of the first things she says to Carrie Mulligan is, <laughs> "Do wear something more life enhancing for dinner." That's she. The first time we see Carrie Mulligan as Violet, uh-huh. um, she is so nerd. She's so nerdy. <laughs> Wait, isn't no? <laughs> Violet is his the Cairo. Violet is also the the name. name. They have the same same name, which is which was I assume a a red herring for the. So they were twins. The teleplay writer. We see the first time we see Carrie Mulligan though is we see Ghost Carrie Mulligan, right? Right. Yeah. It's just like blown out spotlight. Like or or Carrie Mulligan just like dipped in flour. (laughs) Yes. Powder. Kind of just like Scooby Doo staring at, at. It's one of those moments where a character. It's just like, ah, you know, leave me alone or whatever, like yeah. that thing, which is what some people do when they see ghosts. <laughs> yeah. But when right? she's leave she's introduced when um her mother, played by Patricia Hodge, um in Patricia Hodge, by the way, best dressed in the episode. Uh her, Amazing. her clothes were phenomenal. But it was Carrie Mulligan, Patricia Hodge, and was it Rita Tushingham, or was it uh, uh, Emily Trefusis, or whatever the fuck? <laughs> who lost her glasses? Okay, her so it was Rita Rita Tushingham who, yeah, who lost Miss, her glasses. Miss Pursehouse loses her glasses. Yes. So Rita Tushingham playing Miss Elizabeth Purse Pursehouse. <laughs> Pursehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Rita. I've always loved Rita. Rita is in a movie called Smashing Time. <laughs> from the late 60s that is so hysterically funny and I sing the song that she sings in that movie to myself all the time which is oh my gosh I can't sing but I'm young (laughs) (laughs) I love that song I love that movie I love that Uh, super super funny she's also in uh, Last Night in Soho uh, which, which, you know, whatever uh, mileage may vary on that one. I loved her, but she's fantastic. I yeah, love Rita Sushingham is a is a British acting treasure, in my opinion. She's a national treasure. Which you know, a lot of a lot of these mystery series are filled with British acting treasures. Truth. Yeah, definitely, including Mel Smith, who played John Enderby, who was uh, Dalton's valet. <laughs> what I couldn't under what was the relationship between Timothy Dalton and Mel he Smith? He describes him as his political agent, right? In the, he says he says you're my political agent, John. Not uh, but fuck you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, like I, you get out of my business. You're my whatever. Wait, he, it feels like he's the just the kind lip. of there. So press secretary. So it's it's the classic relationship that you have when you're like with your buddy in like the Boer War or some shit and you save his life or whatever and so then everything just ends up being like uh, Bates and the dad on Downton Abbey yes. right where it's like it's like oh he's a good man and and you know he saved my life in the whatever so now even though we're not the same class that person is now uh, indentured to me or whatever or we are supposedly friends or whatever mm-hmm. um, but he kind of works for me like whatever that creepy thing yeah. is it always um, reads as gay I thank it's god on, entourage. People, <laughs> thank god people don't do that anymore do they do they oh. do that oh they I'm do. sure they do yeah. it's just probably they in just a different they're like we don't even entourage. have to go to war for you to feel like you have to come work for me and like yeah. but I always like a show where the the um 
deeply devoted yet exploited uh, best friend or whatever who thinks that the higher class guy is a hell of a dude or whatever <laughs> is actually just festering with rage yes. and like yeah. Yeah. kills somebody. It's like there's always that moment where they kill, like they have to bash in the head of the woman that's going to steal the person away <laughs> because uh, she wasn't good enough for you. And But then there's that moment where it's like, I did it for you. And then there's just endless betrayal and it's mm. all just so disturbing. Great. But I don't know why they didn't go for that because that storyline is also not in uh, Murder <laughs> and Hazelmore or Mystery at Sidiford. Um, he, so this person, what's his yeah. name with the lip? Uh, John Enderby. Kind of looks like a bulldog. Yes. He is our fill-in Poirot, sort of, right? I would say that he's the Poirot's, if, if, we're, if we're doing an analogy with Murder on the Nile or Death on the Nile, it is mm-hmm. the, the, the cop that's there with poirot with poirot but that's what i would consider john enderby no because that's the fiance who seems evil because she's reporting back to marple everything yeah i I was actually i think you're i think you're right i I was like this because the poirot guy the our enderby was i was like is that Poirot for half the movie? I was like, is Poirot in this? What? Is that him? <laughs> what? And, and then that's about the time that I figured out who Miss Marple was, this lady on the train who just like was talked to this guy. And like after the Egypt scene, I, we got to go back. We got to rewind a little bit because <laughs> there was like the whole insane Egypt scene, which was very wishbony, very shot for TV. I'm so and glad we, we brought Wishbone back. <laughs> it's yeah. like we get this montage of just the most like it was like a Baz Luhrmann movie of Dutch <laughs> angles and like weird cl- super yeah. close-ups of trains and like this guy's going to be the prime minister and we're all on a train Snow. this old lady Snow. is talking too much to you and then she's listening to the staccato violin of like music you would only what get murdered to was she listening to when she <laughs> and I was like this this character of this lady is just like a you know the like eccentric old lady on the train oh my and god and like why is she lingering on in this movie and then i found out she was miss marple and i was yeah. like what the fuck that was but weirdly even though miss marple is not in this book, yeah. and yeah. but appears in this episode it's like i have an idea just make mistress sitiford it doesn't have to be agatha christie's fake not Miss Marple <laughs> book, Crispy. but <laughs> yeah. but the way that the character acts is super Miss Marple, right? I mean, that's super Marple-y to because that's one of the things is like she's just she's like just the old lady that's always listening and like really watching everybody, and they do dig into that mm-hmm. part of the character in this technically not Miss Marple Miss Marple episode, but yeah, all of the things that that she does there are very Miss Marple-y things. So but I think like that that is the ultimate moves. red herring is them trying to trick you into believing that Miss Marple is actually a part of this story. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and the way she's getting reported on the events of what's happening at the little motel in her mansion was just an ex- extra level of confusion. Yeah. But Murder, She Wrote is based on Miss <laughs> Marple, right? Is that a regular... Oh, accepted... I have no idea. I oh. Would, I don't, I I don't, don't know think that that's so. the case. But... Oh, okay. That's not like the same I w- character. I would definitely say that Murder She Wrote is offspring of Agatha Christie, right? For um, sure, but Maybe not necessarily Miss Marple. Miss Marple. Marple is a very specific character. Yeah. In the in the glimpse that I've seen of Miss Marple, it's pretty similar in that she she does not arouse anyone's suspicion, but she's suspicious of everyone. 
and she has her theories that she keeps to herself. But that's Chris, like that was Poirot too. Like that's just Agatha Christie. I guess that's true. That's just the character. But like the the way that she's you know a little bit older and is able to like sneak through social stratosphere by being just like the background old lady character that you would never think. Yeah, is, like, paying because attention. people ignore old. Yes, older yes. people. Yeah. that's the whole. It's the biggest mistake rub. a murderer can make. But in this, in the same way that Jonathan and Jennifer are allowed to be anywhere they want to be at any given time, mm-hmm. uh, Jessica Fletcher exactly. has has the advantage of celebrity, right? Oh, so okay. she's she's allowed to be anywhere, yeah, and and do anything that she wants, yeah. Okay, and thus get herself involved in a bunch of bullshit. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Marple <laughs> seems to be just nosy and unlucky. I guess so, but she pieces together the mystery. Based and that's on, entirely based on this story that she was not originally. In. She wasn't supposed to be in this, and it really didn't make sense that she just knew who the. It, I, I mean, from what I glimpsed of whatever plotline I could glean from the, you know, the amount I could pay attention to the plot that was delivered nonstop at a breakneck speed of just like wind tunnel. Trust, I, I didn't. I felt like the the entire story was not told to me it was just like it was I, like it felt you're like... getting glimpses in fact almost none of the story was told <laughs> yeah to you. but i like the stuff where it's like carrie mulligan's in the room when he gets murdered and she has her little champagne glass that falls in so it's like you suspect her but then no she was just in the room yeah and then there were these other people who had a murder plot against him or were going to murder him because he killed his partner in egypt mm-hmm. he shot him which was great and i was kind was... of bummed that they stole the murder from rita yeah, because um, what a cool <laughs> she was a cool character in this, and I love that uh, she's with Ahmed and uh, the like. That whole thing was cool. Like they had a reason to kill this guy. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And they were going to. And I guess like I guess his son also has, has a a, he has a legit you know vendetta. Here's the question: Is they put so much emphasis on his death grin and how he was smiling, and he was smiling? And they didn't so like, even go there. And it was like, why was he smiling when he got murdered? And then he just—they show the murder, and he's not smiling during. The scene. <laughs> it's like, wait, well, so what was that? <laughs> I know that's usually like I thought that they were gonna say like, oh, it's a scorpion poison or something. Like it's it has something to do with a poison that makes your muscles contract. Blah blah blah. Like kind of standard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I feel like I really want to talk more about Rita. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in that for a second because I just want to talk about Rita because I want to talk about Tony Richardson, but that really has no no basis in anything <laughs> that we're talking about right now. It's just what I like because you made me think about Rita. Yeah. Um, are we just gonna pretend that they don't have Timothy Dalton come supernaturally back to life in the last three seconds of the episode? Oh, so he was a ghost, right? For that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I he's assume ghost. Discuss. I assume yeah. ghost. Although I, he I wasn't also... dipped in flour, which was the indicator <laughs> to us that someone was spectral totally. earlier. It yeah. wasn't dipped in. It wasn't lightly battered, Timothy Dalton. But he was overexposed. There, he had a halo. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. But so I, he was spooky. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I feel like it just was another element of the 2006 in this 
of the episode, <laughs> the 2006 the, scene, the, the filming, the editing, the Dutch angles, the yeah, the, the extreme close-ups, which I was like, <laughs> at one point I was like, this so is hilarious, ex- so extreme. And it reminded me, there's a French and Saunders sketch that makes fun of BBC Productions <laughs> and how nice. cheap how cheap they can be. Yeah, and this really felt like that to me. <laughs> I, I mean, I love how it looked. I love the I I love the clothes. I love the I love the sets. I liked it all, but there were a couple of scenes that I was like, oh, this is a little... The moon, anytime they show the moon. The moon (laughs) actually gave me some really good ideas for my my stage setup that I really want to do. Oh, I love Uh, that. But but (laughs) the fake moon killed me. Uh, The the scene where Charles and and Elizabeth are driving to Sitterford House or whatever... Uh And she whips out the gun. <laughs> and she whips out the gun. <laughs> that is one of the funniest things. It's like the camera moves across the hood of the car yeah. while it's moving in yeah. snow and rain. <laughs> and I'm like, this makes no sense. <laughs> like this, yeah. this is so ridiculous. You could see like trees outside the windows not moving at all. <laughs> but I also, I love, uh, as Ellen has mentioned a couple of times, I love snowy light. Uh, so like oh, all yeah. that bright uh, white light, totally. it's so great. Looks great on people. It's so bright. Um, it's like a. I guess I just love heart. being snowbound, mm-hmm. and I yeah. wish that I would somehow get snowbound with people that want to use an Ouija board. Yeah, Ouija board. I just considered his like they they pan up from that scorpion, you know, which had the curse. Whatever, which, which didn't really have... I don't even know what the curse was. I mean, the curse was like, the guy from Egypt is going to murder you because you stole Egyptian artifacts and killed his partner, like his friend. But that's a real specific curse. And it's not even a <laughs> curse. It's just like, yeah. you're a fucked up asshole, so we're going to kill you. But it turns out he did some other bullshit that got him killed anyways. So he was just like, like we don't feel bad that he got murdered. He should have been murdered. Immediately. Oh, I don't think you feel bad mm-hmm. for anyone that gets murdered in an Agatha Christie story. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I can't think really. like really oh, everyone you, well, everyone that gets murdered you kind of hate yeah except for Angela Lansbury and Death on the Nile she didn't deserve to get shot in the head oh yeah oh my god no way and to show children it, get murdered really... well but I mean I don't care if they get that's murdered yeah I don't really are upset when fine. children get murdered <laughs> that's and that's, my... all, that's on the table children, yeah that's fine not my concern that are differently abled or are a million percent on the table get murdered in Agatha Christie's yeah um, I'm just gonna get my Tony Richardson yaya out and now yes. it's it, it's divorced from Rita but Rita's in A Taste of Honey, of course, which is just an incredible and important film. Um, is that the person who lost Tony Richardson, their spectacles? Yes. Rita. Who lost her spectacles. But she, so she's, I mean, she's iconic, as Eric was saying. Like, she is just super important, right? Like, and that's an early, Taste of Honey is early 60s, like, British realism situation. But then I have to shout out The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner, which is one of my favorite films. Oh, my films. God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, anyways, all done. Okay. Free cinema, British realism, angry young man, all the Tony Richardson-ness, <laughs> all of the things. But he's important, and she makes that movie incredible. And to think of that film being, like, 1961 is just mind-blowing. I love that. I love that. So, there was just a line early on in this movie that was like, oh, that's from the book. Because it doesn't the really house. make sense to say... It was really early. It was Timothy Dalton talking to, I think, his oh. press secretary, secretary or something. And he says, do you have the black dog, too, that comes when you feel you, feel you oh. can't go on? 
don't oh, let the yeah. beast near you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I guess Timothy Dalton talking about how sad he was and how much he needed to get away from prime minister life in London. Well, he's not prime minister yet. Right, right. I was just like, Whoa. that line just caught me off guard. Yeah, it's it's pretty flowery. It's pretty unhooked from Anything everything else about the episode. Well, I mean, clearly he's meant to seem haunted, literally or figuratively haunted. Right. Um, as he should be, because uh, he has done some bad, dark shit. But yeah, that it's I'm a not really, really good line. That line, I'm not remembering that from. The I mean, book, I love but... that line because it's like I've got the black dog. <laughs> like, I remember yeah. it because this is close to the beginning of the episode. Right, it's Churchill that says it to him. Right. Oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and when <laughs> when Enderby shows up, uh, our friend Mel, I'm okay. I'm out of practice with British shit. Uh, I'm very out of practice. Uh, so. <laughs> Sometimes. What does that even mean? What does that sentence mean? It just I I have not been uh watching a lot of British television. All right. For a minute. You're out of practice. I'm out of practice. And and honestly, like I'm sorry. I'm I'm an I'm an American. I sometimes can't understand what the fuck these people are saying and <laughs> oh, and same. Enderby Enderby is a perfect example of this. So he shows up and I swear to god when he starts talking to Timothy Dalton he is speaking nonsense. He is speaking fake British nonsense <laughs> words that are cracking me up. He's like, oh, hobbledy and sebedin, there's tossum in the tea. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you saying? I think I had the same And then moment. I thought, you remind me of the guy in European National Lampoon's European vacation oh when they go to London <laughs> and try to check into the hotel, and the guy at the front desk is speaking complete gibberish. Uh-huh. Guess what? That's him. Oh, it's the same it's guy. Same actor. Whoa. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Oh my wow. god. No, no, you're scuppered, mate. It's all one rules of cotton seed place full of macaroons. Of course I'm cooking. I don't want to my old mate Jim to spit down white chapel white. Daddy's speaking English. Mel, I love I can't Mel. It's the same I person. loved him in this. I loved I loved him as Enderby. I love him in <laughs> National Lampoon's European vacation. Oh my yeah. god. Um you know that you know about my sense of humor problem and how National Lampoon things are like. I can't. Oh yeah, it's like, waka you know, waka entirely. I, I swear, I'm just like, oh, why? But I actually sent somebody a clip from that same movie <laughs> last week uh, because <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> because of how I was at Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> what? Amazing. Anywho's. As an aside, the new, new Noah Baumbach is very National Lampoony. Oh yeah, have you watched White Noise? White yet? Noise. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but it was showing at my mom's uh, senior living facility in oh. their theater. Okay, which seemed which was unexpected to me because uh, I've heard some some yeah. chat about it. I was in and out on it, but. Uh, there are some things about it that I think are are wonderful. Yeah, and like, then there's there's a a lot of it that I can do without. But but weird how it got so national lampoony like vacation. It's it's literally if Steven Spielberg directed Vacation it's, at the time that Vacation came out, that's what White Noise it's is. Strange, <laughs> but, but but that sounds better than than what it actually is. I'm not a Don DeLillo person at all. And I feel like I tried at some point 
And then I stopped almost immediately. I read White Noise years ago when it was when it was thrust upon me. And I remember <laughs> finding it somewhat funny. And I think I tried to read Underworld and was like, no, I don't like Don DeLillo. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think I was just like at a, some point, I think I had just gone to the library enough times and like seen the 85 million ads in the book review and just felt kind of not bullied, but I was feeling a little, little badgered. Maybe I was harangued into feeling like I was not part of society if I was a literate person, like just literally someone who could read yeah. and that I had not read those books. And so I fell for it. Yeah. And I did not um, end up staying for long. So for me, like Noah Baumbach or not, I think the only way I would have ever actually pursued that film was if I had actually been able to see it with my mom in the incredibly grand theater mm. in her um, living complex. Like then I could do it, but yeah. otherwise, that I fun. I can't. Can't set design I in can't. that movie is is spectacular. And Greta oh, really? Gerwig. Okay. Well, maybe that would make I love me Greta do Gerwig. It. Okay, maybe that. I would love make Greta me Gerwig do it. too. Um, but anyway, back Tim, we to, are not here yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah, the matter. Oh, right. There but were, um, can I say one last thing? Because you said his name. You said Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Jurassic I'm Park. act. I. Uh, um. <laughs> you were going to say if you about say Jurassic that Park. you don't like E.T. one more time, <laughs> I swear to God, Ellen, <laughs> we fucking dare. know this. <laughs> I can't be the only person that is like, Jesus Christ. Am I really supposed to want to see the Fablemans? Oh, I saw it. Did you like it? Mm. Oh, I. Uh, this isn't a podcast about the Fablemans. <laughs> My friend and I were just talking about Steven Spielberg movies and how he has some magic, and I love Steven Spielberg overall, but I can never bring myself to watch The War Horse, and I'm never in the mood to watch The War Horse. I had to fucking sit in a movie theater and watch that goddamn movie on Christmas <laughs> Day when it came out, and I wanted to kill myself and everybody within a 50-foot radius. Yeah, not I hated good. it so much it is about a bunch of white people that want to fuck a horse and i'm just <laughs> not into it at what? all isn't that equus zoo what What's equus happening? is way better because there's dick in equus uh but <laughs> <laughs> harry potter dick sure i'll I'll take it where i can get it uh, oh my God. But, but yeah no War horse is weird War horse is weird as fuck it's just like these people are sexually attracted to this horse and they follow it to the ends of the fucking earth. And I don't get it. Isn't it like new Black Beauty? Did you ever watch Black Beauty? I love Black Beauty. Mm. But that's a different thing. That's always I, I like. I love the Black Stallion. Black Stallion actually is what I'm thinking of. Uh, not Black Beauty. Oh, Black, Black Beauty Stallion, is like a Disney movie. Which is the kid that the kid that gets stranded on an island and befriends a horse. <laughs> and then the horse gets kidnapped by uh, by the dad from Gremlins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, when you describe it like that, I love it even more. <laughs> this is a And it's Francis Ford Coppola, show. right? Or, or he produced it. Mm. It's a Coppola movie. Um, He's it's Coppola adjacent. <laughs> we're chain reacting all over the place. I know. <laughs> I just like for me, I, I think I'm not a Spielberg person. Mm. Although Ooh. some of his I movies am. some of his movies I enjoy. There's I feel like I you know, I have my like Temple of Doom problem with him and I just and again, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just am not the 
I'm not a, a big fan. I can understand why people think those movies, you know, are whatever. But I think he lost me. Like I was so there for Munich. Yeah. And then he put like a super super Spielbergy moment in there, and it just shot it dead. Was it the radio? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know it. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. I was just like, ah, now it's, it's red. Yeah, no, they don't you stay far, far away from the Fablemans. <laughs> stay <laughs> as far away from it as possible. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, yeah. but yeah. Oh, that's a link. I was that's my was, link for this. <laughs> the I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was I'm at kidding. the theater walking by like all the posters, and I know it's awards season, but it was a million percent just like it's middle-aged to late middle-aged white man party like boom 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 and then young yeah. white man jesse eisenberg yeah. but it was just like paul dano paul dano and then oh. <laughs> the other but jesse eisenberg <laughs> mistake yeah <laughs> the other pasty white actor that i don't want to Ner- watch nerdry <laughs> nerdry nerdry, <or> nerdry. <laughs> i don't have a paul dano problem but i think i do have kind of like a latent spielberg it's not a problem so much as sometimes i just feel like i might have a mild allergy like do you ever have a thing Hmm. one of those things where it's like sometimes when i eat xyz it makes me feel bad i have that for drive director oh nicholas winding refin yeah i have an allergy against i apologize if i pronounced that name wrong i just watched his new series copenhagen cowboy on netflix and i loved it Uh, or didn't love it sorry uh, i liked it uh, i liked it uh more than i've liked anything he's done in the past like 10 years it's a low bar (laughs) sorry nicholas i thought it was cool it Um, felt twin peaksy i hope he gets another season i to come back to bring, oh, it, yeah. to bring us back Whoops, into right. the world. Oh, yeah. the marple. Marple. <laughs> to bring us back to the marple. The citizen, Mar- when is marple not marple? <laughs> I also had the right issue. Now. Right now is when. English people saying things that I can't understand. But with this you specific have an issue episode. With that? Are you yeah, tell I, I have a major issue. <laughs> with this specific episode, though, if you stop to think about it, you would miss 13 plot points. So you just could not stop and like wonder what they said. And try to figure it out. That's why I stopped taking notes. It was like we were in, we fell into rapids with this movie and we just had to (laughs) like put our feet forward, you know, butt down, feet forward, try not to bash into any rocks because we could not understand what was happening if we try, if you stopped to think about anything. See, what's amazing to me is that this was an hour and 40 minutes. I know. It's a full, it's a feature length film. It feels like an entire season. And, they still didn't have enough time to like get get no, it all in. <laughs> <laughs> get all of oh. the not not actually Agatha Christie stuff in. They totally. could have cut out like three characters. The American could have been completely cut out. I don't oh, understand God. what he was doing in there. The doctor Z- Zimmerman and the doctor. It was so but, much extra. But of course, like the book has thirty five billion characters right. also, but not in the same crazy way. Yeah. But, Anywho, but Jesus, yeah, I know. More I, I did this to us. I know. I know. I'm I glad you this. did. I really enjoyed it. I, like, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to no. make it sound I like I didn't it, enjoy it. It was it's fun. Not, but it was it's not like for purists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am luckily not a purist <laughs> of any of anything. <laughs> a couple more quotes that I did really love: the shitty son who's been diswilled, you know, like taken out of the will. Oh, Jay, Jim, Jim. He is drunk at 
dinner and he looks at Carrie Mulligan and says, like, the mom says, what do you think of her dress or something? Or maybe this is a later moment. And he says, basically about her dress, what a beautiful blue, just like your eyes if they weren't brown. Yes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, how the fuck is she supposed to take that information? Right. I, zing, yeah. zing? Like, zing? sort of a zing, but what are you Not? saying? Just he, confusing. He was my favorite part of the... He this was, show he was so wild over the top yeah. uh like never without a cigarette in his mouth yeah. which i was loving oh and she was passing him the cigarette through the grate oh, of so the, cute the larder when he was in jail that Loved was it. so that was such a great little moment yeah there was a i i he was he was the uh superstar of this episode for me when ah. um sexy Lawrence sexy red herring detective lady tells miss marple that she heard a scream miss marple says this house is bricks and mortar if there's evil it's in someone's heart yep and i loved mm. that which is like we're safe Truth. didn't we get a line like that in death on the nile too like wasn't there a, oh there was uh uh mia yes. Farrow says mm-hmm. says like i'll take i'll take to hell it will like lead but, only to hell, and she's like, "I'm willing to go to hell." Yeah, it was something like, "Yeah, oh, you want me to look it up?" So, or, or like, "Evil is just as evil fits just as well in my heart," or something like that. Like, I don't know. Lawrence Fox, uh, who played Jim, is the son He's... of actor Jamie Fox, James Fox, who is in the movie Performance <laughs> that I love quite a bit. Yeah, but he is also. I brought him up earlier. I don't know if it was on pod or off because he is uh, DCI Hathaway and one of my favorite uh, offshoot British uh, detective series, which is Inspector Lewis. Oh, wait, Jamie or Lawrence? Lawrence. Okay. But you know, I love performance. You know, I do. Oh, I know. (laughs) Mia Farrow, under a photo I took of (laughs) Death on the Isle of her holding a gun to her head. Is talking about love in her heart, and she says, "If love can't live there, evil will do just as well." Yes, love that, love that yeah. line. That's Agatha Christie. <laughs> Such a great line. She's. I bet she would have been fun to have a drink with. Probably. Or she would have been a real bummer. <laughs> <laughs> she just would have been thinking. She would have been on her phone the whole night, like thinking about her next murder. <laughs> Like on her phone in 1931. Yeah, just like, get off your fucking phone. Get off your, <laughs> get off your, get off your, your rotary phone. <laughs> your notepad. Uh, oh, uh, the last quote of the movie. This movie ends. Okay, no spoilers. This movie ends the way I wish the, the White Lotus would have ended. Oh, a little bit more. I don't think that's a spoiler, but maybe spoilers if you haven't seen White Lotus. Where are you about to spoil White Lotus and this movie? Yes, both I'm going to spoil okay. them both. So just it, watch this movie well and done. watch entire season of White Lotus. White Lotus has less happening than this movie, which plot-wise and character-wise, it's crazy. But they say it's the young, sexy detective Red Herring and Carrie Mulligan are like leaving the motel. And Ugh. they say then the shitty fiancé guy is like well what about me and they say we've made other plans we both have and they don't involve men yeah like, that was we're going to buenos aires bye <laughs> i of course i love that like i that Amazing. made me smile and giggle but also not earned not like that <laughs> that nothing led up to that moment not really at all well it's, it's like true. 
I, this is why I think I hate no, to say it, it sort of with does. one more hour they could, yeah, they, yeah, could yeah, have, yeah. they could have filled in some of these blanks and made Violet and and wait, is her name Emily or Elizabeth? Emily? Emily. Emily. They could have made Violet and Elizabeth or fuck and Emily. Emily have some sort of connection or some sort of intrigue between them or glances or anything to right. connect that would have them. been and that would have been the ultimate kind of red herring, right? Totally. Yeah, because then true. you would really like honestly Wild when, Things. When they when they reveal yeah. when they reveal the photo of origin of OG Violet, Cairo Violet. <laughs> and it's and it's Carrie Mulligan. Light, light, was, not lightly flowered. <laughs> no, she's no, raw. No, lightly, lightly flowered, yeah. Black Friday Violet uh-huh. is just hanging out. <laughs> and Jerk. Jerk Violet. I thought I immediately was like, "Great, yay! What a good, what a good twist!" It's the it's the timid, quiet, cry face, uh, new bride of the sixty year old Timothy Dalton, who <laughs> she's twenty one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he at the time of filming, he was sixty, she was twenty one. Uh, that was painfully obvious just from looking at the fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I yeah. yeah. You're right. Challenging. There was no relationship established there, but it's still just a fun ending. It to, is like, fun. Yeah, yeah two... no, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, felt like Violet has that. I just inherited a shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah. And my mom's going to go to jail. Good vibe. Yeah. It felt almost modern. Like it felt. Oh, yeah, it was it felt fun. Like it felt like what they would do now on a network television show. Like an unearned queer character, <laughs> an yeah. unwritten, unearned. <laughs> That's true, but you know, but the, I mean, I still like who it. Does, who doesn't love it when it's? I mean, just the the women doing it. It's great. I mean, yeah. it's like when the sisters are doing it for themselves. To, it's great. to wild things, it's it's the best. Yeah, I just after having Dalton uh, take on this young drunk gay boy for, as a ward and then his uh enderby dude mm-hmm. that has like a, this slavish devotion to him coding all of these male characters as gay and then uh ending with these two women leaving together juicy and lovely i love, I love. like i really love that i, I mean i think it's a, great i even don't if think it's it not- was earned i don't think that they gave us anything that would have made that as satisfying to anybody other than a couple of gay guys. Right. It's camp. But I mean, it's like, even if it's not queer coded, I just love that these like two people are going to just have a great time together. And like, they're like done with all this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Houseless Cairo pregnant women. Um, (laughs) Tell me if this bothered either of you at all. I just couldn't understand. Enderby goes outside during the storm at one point. <laughs> I think it's Enderby. And he comes back in with his scarf wrapped around his tits like it's a sports bra. Did you notice this? I didn't notice that. <laughs> Ellen, did you notice this? Um, I was just so... I couldn't understand. I couldn't no. pay attention to what they were talking about during this scene because it was just like very specifically wrapped around his chest it, it really is like a weird oh bra and i was like what <laughs> is that why is it like that what's happening and it's, it's it was just, like it's tied around his back for I'm guessing to like hold something or just for warmth maybe just to keep it from blowing around that was another that was a moment that okay. specific moment confused the shit out of me so oh they God. all sit down for a seance which i was like fuck yes this is so great mm-hmm. and then 
the the glass spells death, and then it immediately hard cuts to Enderby getting bundled up to go walk out into the snow. Yeah, which everyone's saying, please don't do this. You're risking your life, and he's like, no, I need to save someone else's life, and that's worth the the risk to my life. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Like, because did I had, miss an entire? <laughs> they had the Turkish delights that because were meant they had for the poison Turkish delights. Yeah, the bird ate. So <laughs> the they applets knew, and cutlets. They like... knew tra- tra- yeah, traveling the... was. White Witch of Narnia, Edmund, Edmund <laughs> yeah. Bate. With her little fork, her little wooden fork. Right. So looks... a box of poisonous Edmund Bait. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat and... that. So they knew Travelin travel, travel, was going to get murdered. Somebody Trevelyan. was. Trevelyan. was going to get murdered. So he was like, I have to go stop him. There was another shot. There were a lot of shots of just men in the snow. And I was like, who is this? Which character is this out of the thousands of characters that we've established? Well, there was drunk okay. Jim stumbling around smoking a cigarette yeah. with the fake moon, which That's, I was like, immediately, is that a, is that supposed to be the moon? That was and a then, wild shot of just randomly. Then Charles walking around, and then Enderby tries to strangle him with his giant scarf. <laughs> yeah. And it says, don't sneak up on an ex-soldier. I was so confused about all those shots because I couldn't but tell them apart. They're meant to be confusing. One of the few through lines besides people's names. <laughs> <laughs> Which don't work on that, me, as we know. That in the book, the skiing aspect is how the murderer commits the murder. Oh, they do talk. Marple does say, like, if he was skiing, this was again mm-hmm. thrown together. So they find the, the, ski, the ski boots are up the chimney. That's also right. He, from the book, he hides Trevelyan's ski boots but he skis um to murder trevelyan because it was um, like he couldn't possibly have made it so there that, in time yeah so yeah. it's much is made in the book about how at the time of the seance is 525 mm-hmm. and the spirits are telling them that trevelyan is dead and so it, it's all about outwitting you know like the clock basically right with skis with skis <laughs> Through a storm at two locations for some reason. Yeah. In the movie. Well, the book probably makes more sense. The movie cut down the locations and it makes way more sense. Just have them all at that little motel or have them all at the house Uh, that the name is the name of the movie. I just don't understand. The little motel. The the little motel. The The pub. pub. (laughs) With, yeah. It's, what are the, is that called something specific? It was the good the something. three crowns. Three, the crowns. three crowns. Okay. Uh, okay. Last last note I have is the shitty nephew or son that's out of the will orders a creme de menthe cognac Napoleon. Yes. And I was like, what? The drink he orders sounded that? so disgusting. Yeah. Blue curacao, creme de menthe. Oh my god. Cognac Napoleon. People loved creme and de menthe. I looked up. The ingredients for Napoleon, which is a gin cocktail that has actually a bunch of shit that I don't even know what the fuck it is in it, uh, but it is huh. not blue. It doesn't have any of the things that he mentioned. <laughs> yeah, now disgusting. Totally when, when, disgusting. What's in a Napoleon? When did Company? When was Company written? Because the ladies who lunch, the vodka stinger, vodka stinger. I made those based on that because I was like listening. I love that song because it's in a movie called Camp, which I love. But I made those 
and it was just creme de menthe and vodka, and it mm. tasted like vodka toothpaste. It tasted like scope. We could not drink. It looked like scope. More than three sips each. It was disgusting. People just love creme de menthe straight back then. They were just drinking creme de menthe by the pint. It was <laughs> that's so disgusting. The seventies seemed to have a thing for that shit. Ugh. So although, gross. although there there are different types of it. There's there is apparently a white creme de menthe uh, that's that is uh, delicious. <laughs> is it less sweet? Or less I don't know. I've never. I don't. I don't drink that mess. Well, now we have a whole bottle of creme de menthe. <laughs> Not for long. That shit's going in the toilet. Actually, use it to make citrus-based drinks or, or drinks with shrubs because then the mint becomes something. Like entirely different. Oh, I do yeah. recommend that. Okay. Or okay. consider putting it with, um, like just putting a splash of it into, if you do juice, I don't know if you do juice-based drinks, but I would say like a splash of it if you're doing like a vodka crayon or something. Like, Ooh, okay. Hmm. I love that idea. Grapefruit. Yeah. Citrus. Absolutely. I love that idea. Okay. I'll do huh. that. Weird. I mean, it may take you the rest of your lives, but- <laughs> Yeah, I I really like I really don't do I mean don't obviously don't do orange juice with it because you mentioned toothpaste earlier. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> morning or OJ thing, but that's my brain immediately like, citrus really. <laughs> yeah, lemon and um, grapefruit in particular. Huh. Try it. You know that's that actually that makes sense because one of my favorite things in the world is uh, orange and or lemon. Trident gum. <laughs> wow. Uh, which Do they even make that anymore? I don't think so. But remember when they made smints? Did yeah. you ever get those? Fuck yeah. And those were lemon and mint. Mm-hmm. And I had those. Like I got them on. An, they gave, were giving them out on an, a flight I was on. And when I came back, it was like our annual holiday party. And we'd all, we would always invent a cocktail. And so we did a drink inspired by the lemon, the smint. The smint. Delish. Um, was it Trident or am I thinking of Trident or Dentine that had like the orange mint gum and lemon mint gum? They it was. I just remember that it was short rectangle pieces that were individually wrapped. I would guess Trident. it was Trident because yeah. they go a little further with the flavors. Okay, because Dentine's like classique. And I do remember yeah, that Dentine's they were in. They were shell. like they had a. It was a gold foil package. Huh. Oh, classy, yeah. fancy. Anyway, we have gone. Yeah, on with, so many tangents. Not... I, 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 know, I, I said all I need to say about well, this. This uh, episode yeah. of television. I feel like it might be Bye-bye. time for pick your pug. Oh, this was really actually kind of difficult for me. <laughs> oh, really? um, but it ended up being okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it ended up being the guy who worked at the uh, at the pub, the the chef, not the chef, not oh. the chef. James he, Wilby. James Wilby. Uh, uh, he was the guy in the fez. No, the guy that the guy that checked people in. Um, oh, and was worried all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I just I I know him from Maurice, and I think he I've always yeah. thought he was very cute. Oh, interesting. Okay, Maurice. Uh, <sighs> Mine's Timothy Dalton. He's handsome. It's not. It's not a strong vote. I I didn't want to pick him because I picked him last time. Oh, you did. Mm. Uh, yeah. He's very handsome. Yeah, he's got those eyes. Ellen, Ellen. do you have a poke? 
snowstorm. The, <laughs> the snowstorm itself. I love uh, it. Well, uh, Akira Kurosawa. I don't know that I would recommend <laughs> this particular episode of Marple to our listeners, but I I enjoyed watching it, and I think I, I actually I put on one of the older Marple series episodes right after it, oh. um, just to get a little taste of something, and I had to turn it off because. However, they mastered it on BritBox. <laughs> I couldn't look at it. It was the movement of it was making me dizzy. Oh no! Um, so I had to. Stop. Was it the 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 super OG ones where it's got like the drawings? Yes. In the credits. Yeah. Yes, which I remembered from childhood from PBS. Uh, Totes. Yeah. Hmm. When I would always try to catch mystery because I wanted to see the Edward Gorey intro. Edward Gorey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm like a seven links out of ten. Is that what I did last time? Links? Is that your links out Is that of our, our my my rating system? Uh, I would say if you feel unchallenged by regular murder mysteries and you want more information <laughs> constantly and more characters constantly, if you are like maybe ADHD, you would be able to follow this plot line. If regular mysteries are leaving you feeling underserved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you're bored by just like Death on the Nile had a longer run runtime and I think fewer characters and like uh But I'm, Death on the Nile made sense. Uh, yeah. Well yeah. I mean this one makes sense though. Like it comes it kind of comes together in a way that I was shocked by that it was like this all these crazy characters like that forms a story. Um, yeah, um, I can, I could, I could bring up some characters from from this episode of television that we didn't oh even mention. My God. But I don't want right. to talk about this anymore. I know. I know. I'm, well, I'd say I'm like the kidding. American and the Doctor. Just cut them out. If but I'm if I'm giving this a number rating, I'm giving it a five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Which is Ooh. still to me that's right down the middle. Means you should probably you can watch it. If you feel like watching it, I still feel like I enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I did totally enjoy enjoyed it. it. And I love the Miss Marple, the <laughs> Agatha Christie, the Lockdown Mystery. Uh, like the Ouija board was so cool. Yeah. There were so many cool elements. All of these are Ouija. Too much for one movie, television movie, and like too many locations. So, Hot Links. Uh... Wait, Ellen just to rate it. Oh, or recommend well, no, I don't. It. Ellen doesn't do the ratings. Oh, okay. I mean, do you recommend this though or no? Um, I enjoy this. There's a snowstorm in it, and I don't know if I've emphasized mm-hmm. that. You know, <laughs> you have like a there's more... a snowstorm and a seance, or what they call a seance. It's yeah, yeah. You more understanding. These are what these Marple are elements is. that I that I also uh, am a sucker for. This is my only Miss Marple touchstone. So, oh. well, and it's not really a Miss Marple. So right. Bear, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I feel Miss Marple is cheating me. We we watched a not really giallo it's and, the, not and really a, a false marple. <laughs> yeah, false marple. Yeah. All right. All right. Hot links. Hot links. All right. So I oh was having trouble with this one. Mm. Um, understand. And I decided to be true to our original mission statement, which was <laughs> we we find an actor compelling. And we decide to follow them. So I chose Lawrence Fox. Mm. And I chose Mm -hmm. a little movie by my good friend, Robert Altman, called Gosford Park. Oh, I love it. Who was Lawrence Fox in this episode? Jim. Drunk gay Jim. 
the, the fiance. The, okay. That is accused of all the murder. The diswilled son. The diswilled ward. Okay. okay. Uh, he is in Gosford Park, and Gosford Park is a mystery, and it is a good mystery, and it it's is. by one of my favorite Robert filmmakers. Robert Altman. Whoa, yeah. What year? Do you know? Daddy made it. 2000. Daddy. Something. Like, Something. not 2001. Oh, oh we're mm. in like the 2000s now crazy yeah um okay i <laughs> i forgot that we had to do a hot link <laughs> until i was gonna be completely <laughs> transparent and honest i totally forgot to choose one and my first was james murray because i really liked his performance in this as the journalist yeah trying to convince his way and then the murderer at the end mm-hmm. but i like couldn't find something that i really wanted to watch from james murray so then i chose timothy dalton in flash gordon from 1980 <laughs> with uh, queen soundtrack i have we seen this i have and i love it i have seen it i have yeah, also seen too. it and I love it, and I would love to revisit it and talk about it. But we did, and I would love for it to be related to our mission statement. I know that I know that we we said that we will lean heavily on mysteries, but I do think we also said we can go anywhere. Yeah, I would also love for it to be related to our mission statement. <laughs> and I also forgot, com- in my transparency, completely forgot we chose Timothy Dalton for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, we can't we can't double Dalton. Double Dalton, huh? Ellen, Linky Link. Okay. Um. Okay. So I have two two things that opposite. No, maybe not opposite. Opposing ends of the spectrum, but I actually have. I'm veering. So Joe Scott Flesh Gordon, (laughs) Eric, you're like going very true to to the. You're the formalist for this one. <laughs> and I am fudging on one of the tenets of the mission. I've got three potential links. One of the links is I don't even remember seeing this person in this episode as a reporter, but it's Ian Hallard. Yes. Who is who would have been my Mark. poke if I had seen him. In the episode. <laughs> right. Because he is a doll. Yeah. Um, oh. So cute. But he is the spouse of Mark Gaddis, who whose work brings me a lot of joy. But so he is in um, Sherlock. So um, he's in the Reichenbach Falls episode of Sherlock. So that, although that wasn't my, my very first uh, pick, it's obviously going to be Michael Brandon for um, his Argento work. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me. He's in Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Mm. Ooh. I fucking love that movie, by the way. It's so great. And he is, he's Roberto in that. I mean, he's amazing. Um, Dario Argento. But, huh? Dario Argento, you said? Yeah. I mean, I he's would... Michael Brandon is in Four Flies on Grey Velvet, which is. That's something I've never seen. Which is a, a Dario Argento giallo. Mm-hmm. It's a legitimate it's a giallo. giallo. Yeah. It does not okay. bear into the supernatural. <laughs> Third. Oh. Um, Robert Hardy, who appears very briefly as Winston Churchill. Yeah. And, um... Did you pick another Churchill performance of his? <laughs> <laughs> no, I picked The Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, 
Wait, who is he in that? Is he, who does he play in the in the? Don't at me, Potterverse. Oh, Potterverse. he is Cornelius Fudge. Oh, what? in basically, I think like all of the. Oh my God, Harry Potter films. I, but yeah. while we were watching this episode i was like that mm-hmm. looks like cornelius fudge but there's no way because he would be way too old but i was like oh no that was him yeah and that was the time oh my god okay <laughs> because i kept forgetting this was 2000s because yeah. it looks so it's from a year that i don't know it's like from the 50s it, this could have been shot in the 50s and i would have accepted that it was like this i don't know what year this is from yeah so, so I yeah love that. so but it has to be azkaban because Quaron. okay I am leaning towards Dario Argento. That's what I'm leaning towards. Really? Because I've never seen that, and I would love to watch more Giallo uh, Argento. What are you thinking? I am leaning towards Gosford Park because I love Altman. I am stuck in the middle with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I would... Azkaban it is. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch Prisoner of Azkaban, and we're going to watch Flash Gordon. I love uh, <laughs> I love Four Flies on Grey Velvet. I do believe that there is a new a new Blu-ray release of that that I wouldn't mind taking a look at. Um, I can be easily swayed. Yeah, I mean this is a this is a this is easy either way. Four Flies is it's one of the good ones. <laughs> Gosford Park is two hours and 17 minutes. Yes. Okay. If you're going to go by, then we're, we're watching right, Argento. It, if you're, <laughs> if you're going to go by runtime, <laughs> it does intimidate me. I don't see why. We just watched Tar, which is two hours and 40 minutes, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Altman, man. I know. And it is flies. so good, too. What, and what year? Because us dipping into the 2000s is strange to me. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because we've been so rooted in the seventies, the eighties, and this, yeah, the seventies and the eighties. Mm. Like everything we watch is from that time frame, and then now we're we're in the two thousands. I don't know. It feels weird. I don't know what to do. We we cannot we use the weird. We should use again? the spinner because okay. we can't use Corey because Corey will obviously pick four flies. Yeah. <laughs> Gryffindor. Give us a sorting hat. Yeah. <laughs> the sorting hat says. Um, by the way, I'm Ravenclaw. I wasn't endorsing Gryffindor then. <laughs> Ravenclaw. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Joe is inputting information into the wheel. Oh, my God. I mean, this is going to take a while. So. Oh right! All right. Okay. So Joe what has inputted. <laughs> Joe has inputted our our two favorite options into this wheel of <laughs> wheel of fortune. <laughs> There's two options, and I put Argento or Gosford because I can't remember <laughs> the rest of the things that those are. <laughs> so let's All right. figure out. Spin that oh my wheel. God. Where we're going? Spin the wheel. What does it say? Gosford. Gosford. Ah, we're doing Gosford Park, y'all. Gosford, Gosford has been selected. Gosford Park. Okay. All right. All right. Yay. Should we always just do the wheel? Maybe. Oh, my God. No, because I like some of the choices. I'm oh. glad we were not doing Flash Gordon. That choice was so... It just doesn't fit. I'm. It was it's dead in the water. Gla- Flash fun. Gordon is awesome. It's like, awesome. It would be really Definitely fun to talk it. about Flash Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Right. It doesn't like, like fit in w- with what we're doing, though. I know, but the see, whole okay. The Laurentiis do... thing. Uh, yeah. Dino, 
we we could do a Dino De Laurentiis podcast for for a year, and I would be so, I'd be the happiest person on earth. I just I do want to just reiterate that we when we started this, one of the things that was so interesting about it was that we can go anywhere, and we have kind yeah, of proven that. That's like true. we've been doing. In six up, ep- this is our sixth episode of Chain Reaction. We've done five hundred Agatha Christie's. We've d- <laughs> yeah, we've done two Agatha Christie's from two completely different time periods. For five hours in two very different styles. We have done <laughs> one uh, more successful than the other. We did a Charlie's Angels. We did a like. I do like. We the, did Black Christmas. I like the wheel taking out any because we can't seem to come up with a segment for this that works because we have so many. We love our segments. But this, I thought, I figured by the sixth episode, we would understand how to make this choice. And clearly we just don't. <laughs> so I like well, but the But we're wheel. getting to that point where it's like everyone's picking good things. Yeah. And I, it's. Yeah. It, it I feel like if it, I feel like we should. Let's just do the wheel. Every the wheel. Time. I think I, we I'm should down. do the wheel. If Ellen's okay. down, let's just do the wheel every time. Great. I will miss not hearing the sound, the theme song, because Queen did the soundtrack. And my friend yes. and I all, always sing, Flash, ah, he will save every one of us. <laughs> that Okay, song. and you know you can just listen to it without watching the movie. <laughs> I should probably just listen to I that. I have the soundtrack. It's amazing. Yeah, I have yeah. it in my record shelf. Um, so, but Sam Jones. I do believe it's under Flash and not Queen, though. <laughs> Flash, ah. But I'm glad we're going to watch Gosford Park. I am too. I haven't watched it in a really long time, and I'm I, as as most of you know, I'm a giant Robert Altman fan. I might uh, use Robert Altman as a springboard for my next link. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Fair enough. Although I yeah. think I can use one of his stable to just get back to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. I'm very excited. I'm okay. So grateful for everyone that is still listening to us. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. What? Uh, we got an email from Danny at the London office. Ooh, oh my London gosh. Office. Hey Danny. Uh thank you for sending this. This was this was really interesting. So Danny says, Hi Murder Squad. Our lovely flower hag lady, Joan Ware, from J and J's first meeting in London, made it to the <laughs> fabulous age of ninety-nine and continued <gasps> to work until two thousand four. Whoa. And he sent uh, an obituary from the Guardian newspaper in 2016 that I will forward oh to both God, of you. Oh my God, 99! Wow. 99. Wow. That's the kind of that's the kind of information I appreciate from the London office. Yeah, truly. Oh, yes, one hundred percent. Danny, thank you so much. We are so you, grateful Danny. to have you uh, keeping us honest. <laughs> yeah, keeping us English. Uh, what else, Sisslers? You're going to be in town next week, and uh, me and Joe might hang out with you. Oh, hi, Sisslers. <laughs> well, yeah, for one you minute. Guys. For a minute. Yeah, we'll hang um, out with you for Although I do have a fucking show, so that might uh, that might put a kink oh, in things. If the Sisslers want to come to your show. Oh, hey. if, you, if y'all yeah. are... It's, my show is later than I've... It, I, I go on later than I have been awake in the last, like, three months. Yeah. <laughs> so this will be interesting. <laughs> so sundowning, moon rising. <laughs> I get those red, uh, red just bowl, vodka red constantly bowls. sundowning. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all for <laughs> listening. Please rate and review us where you are listening to this. Uh, give us five stars and write a little nice review. Yeah, That's do how it. I do it. I'm not asking for anything do unreasonable. <laughs> give us five fucking stars. <laughs> if you want to talk to us about anything regarding chain reaction, 
it was oh murder, heart to heart, Jonathan and Jennifer. We love it all. Any of it. You can email us at it was at gmail.com. You can please follow us at it's on Instagram at it was murder pod and on Twitter at it was murder pod. Um, uh, I hope you guys watched this episode of Marple with us. We watched <laughs> it on BritBox because a friend of ours gave us their BritBox uh, password. Yeah. Um, but you can just Google it and it will come up on one of our favorite sites uh, to watch things. If, you, if you're new to Marple, don't start with this one. Honestly, if you're not watching it to watch, to, to like be part of this conversation, <laughs> maybe watch a different episode. I made a conscious <laughs> effort to not just say how confused I was like at the first, at the beginning to try to like say that I understood this plot. Oh, wow. I was so counting on you saying that right from the get-go, <laughs> Yeah. So in some like... ways, I'm comforted to know that you consciously, you were feeling it, but that you didn't say it, because I was like, wow. Okay, yeah. Hey, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm smart. I can figure this out. <laughs> I can piece it together. <laughs> Look, sm- you are smart, I'm and sm- smart people can get confused, too. That's true. That's very true. Confusion is not just the, the sole purview. Yeah. Of idiots. No. Smart people get confused too. And I, this episode of Marple confirms that. Oh my God. You guys. Okay. So I I just looked up oh God, Gosford what? Park on IMDb just to find out where it is streaming so that everyone can watch it with us. It's on Prime. You have to rent it for $4. Um, I d- so IMDb does not include services like Canopy or anything like that. Um, mm, it's got it's got to be on canopy it, right it's very likely on canopy um but again if you have a local video store they have gosford park go rent it uh if you don't have a local video store might i recommend scarecrow video in seattle you just have to go to <laughs> scarecrow.com and you can put gosford park in your little basket and they'll mail it to you Wow. Um, and I'm assuming they have, you know, enough copies for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, they have. Well, they have three copies. They have one. I I have to say, Danny. of course, that can't canopy. Of course, you link to most primarily through public library services. Yes, most people, and um, I would guess that many libraries might also have Gosford Park. You are um, totally correct to Probably, check out. Yeah. So. Yeah. It is an Oscar-winning film. Uh, I, but also, I I exclaimed when I was looking at this because I was just scrolling gently through the cast of Gosford Park, and we are going to be so spoiled with possible links. There's, we'll th- this see cast what happens. Great, great. It's stacked. I love that. All right. I love that. Um, I don't have anything else to say, right? I, d- I did all the things. Uh, I just found another quote. My last note. My last. <laughs> my my goodbye note is <laughs> that one of the characters I can't remember who says that they love the English tradition of afternoon tea because it feels just like war but less fun. Good night, freeway. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Ah!